Welcome back to the DIC podcast for 2020. We are going to be bringing you today episode 14 of the series. Uh, no doubt a jam-packed episode. We've got a really good special guest. Um, without further ado, let's uh, get on into it. Boris, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm well, thanks, Nate. I'm very well. That's good. We've, uh, we've had a couple of weeks off. Um, off the back of our last episode, which is which is great, we got some really good feedback off uh, off Tom Kelly's episode. So that's that was right. Good. We've been busy though. We had the uh, AGM and presentation night. Your, Correct. Um, we your did. dad was nice enough to write do a write up and post it all on the website, so people can check that. Yeah, out. Yeah, head over there and uh, and have a look at that. Um, really good. Some great award winners. So Definitely. yeah, we've been Definitely. busy in the meantime. That's right. That's right. How's uh, how's your training been going? Training's good. Training's sort of off and on a little bit. Obviously, we're still in this lockdown. Um, I'm getting out when I can, uh, busy with work. But look, let's. Uh, this has been recorded on Saturday, uh, the 18th, no, 17th. Let's hope um, we get some news tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully um, we can go a bit further to go train and train in some bigger groups. Been yeah. missing the big group long runs, so it'll be good to get back to that for sure. Yeah, so let's, um, let's wait and see there. And, and there was also some movement with AV this week. That's right. Uh, everyone should have an email from the club regarding return to sport. There's some tentative uh, cross-country dates and some AVSL dates. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed and yep. there's something for people to sort of look forward to, I guess, in the coming months with the uh, proposed easing of restrictions. Yeah. And let's hope, uh, look, we've got down in, down in Victoria, we don't, I think we've got only a couple uh, cases today so let's hope that steadies and um and we can sort of get back to normality yeah that's right that's right anyway Nate, who do we uh who do we have on for today yeah very big guest uh maddie j matthew johnson um coming on the the podcast to talk all things athletics and his time in college we'll we'll get the intro in um soon but yeah looking forward to it yeah that's right look that's right look right look don't look don't cast um so it'd be be good to hear about his his story and hear how he got that incredible time at Melbourne. Yeah, for sure. Melbourne Marathon last year. So let's uh, let's crack on in, eh? So we've got a, uh, a great guest joining us on the podcast this week. Uh, he uh, resides up in New South Wales. He's probably the most travelled uh, member of the club. Um, he's, he's competed for us for over 12, 13 years. Back in 2006, 2007, he started with us and um, he was a state and national champion, which we'll get into. Um, as I said, he, uh, he's also gone over to college and competed over there, um, competed in his first marathon last year. Um, a lot to talk about. Uh, we welcome to the podcast, Matty J. Thank you very much, Nate. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Boris. Welcome, mate. Welcome. So uh, how's things uh, up north, first of all? Yeah, look, um, very fortunate, really, that uh, New South Wales uh, don't have as many restrictions as you guys do down south. So my heart's out towards you. And, um, mm. yeah, no, I, I able to get out and about and um, continue training as I normally would. So yeah, no complaints good. here. And um, how is training, first of all? We'll get into that in, in a bit more detail. But training's okay? You're injury-free? Yeah, a few little niggles, which I feel like oh, I've been the case for most of this year, to be honest. Um, I think just not having any races to, to really train for has bubbled with um, the focus a little bit. So, um, but getting out there most days and, and trying to string a few months together. So, you know, once races start to come back, we can, you know, narrow our focus in. You'll be in good shape. So, um, 
look, we're going to chat about a few things. Actually, we'll sort of take it back to where you started athletics, the, um, which I find fascinating. You, you sort of reside up in New South Wales. You came down here to Melbourne for a couple of years, but you, you still compete for us. So you're coming down each, each Saturday, which is huge. We'll get into that. Obviously, as I said, college, um, which is we're really interested. We've got a few members that are that have gone over to the college system and, and you're one of them went to, to Lamar. So um, that'd be really good to, to hear about. And um, and then some, yeah, some memories of the club and and uh, your favourite session and stuff like that. So maybe let's um, start. And how did you get into athletics? Yeah. So um, as, as you've said, I um, grew up in uh, country New South Wales uh, down in Browley and it, to be honest, wasn't it a huge running culture here at the time. Um, it's probably developed a little bit since then. But uh, I look at my sort of start to athletics and it was really um, diversified. There's a lot of different sports going on at one time. So um, I was thinking back to one year in particular. It might have been um, early, early high school days. The Saturdays during winter were, were for AFL, you know, and the, and the, and the Sundays were for soccer. And then comes, you know, summer, it was Saturdays where uh, there's a bit of cricket going on there, I think yeah. athletics. And then the Sundays, you know, you go out for a bit of surf life saving. So there wasn't really a, a pure focus on running at the time. It was, it was more just for enjoyment and getting out the door and, and just being active. So, um, yeah, I think back, there was a little bit of early success there throughout the school um, competitions. Yep. And that positive feedback chain, I think, really sort of thought, oh, okay, I'm, I'm half decent at this. I can probably start training a little bit. So um, I think back to my coach, who was actually my uncle at the time. I'm really fortunate to come from a family of um, athletics. Uh, they all grew up in Melbourne and um, had lots of involvement with the Collingwood Athletics. Um, Harris. Yep. And so I think that knowledge of the sport, they were able to just nurture that for me, and they were really conscious of um, uh, not overtraining me, and, and so that's you know coming towards the end of high school, I was probably only running five days a week. You know, I still had the love for it. I was doing other things, um, so there was definitely no no chance of burnout. Um, so uh, you did you did beginnings. you did a bit of everything, but did you um yeah when did you early days as a runner um, going into sort of high school? When did you sort of have a bit of a crack at running and, and turn your eye to it? Yeah, look, it probably was the the steeplechase, I think, that um, was that real turning point for me. Um, I think my coach at the time, he sort of suggested that you know, I had a bit of cross-country strength. Mm. And I think that uh, the, the steeplechase just had that um, technical element too, which I kind of really took on board. And, you know, I, I consider myself one of those really smooth clearances over the barriers when it came to that event. And so I think you look at it too, and there's probably not as much competition as there were in the flat events. And so you have a bit of success at the state level. Um, I think there were a few um, state medals there through the school systems. And It's a um, tough event, mate. Don't give yourself credit. There's still <laughs> people competing in it. Give, give yourself credit. I mean, you, you kind of cleaned up at the, uh, at the 2K and the 3K steeple. You did, uh, you did pretty yeah. well. <laughs> No, thank you, thank you. I was, well, I was looking back, and there was a story I wouldn't mind telling if you if you just bear with me. But Go for I, it. So, the competition wise wasn't much down here, so we had to sort of travel up to Canberra, which was a four-hour turnaround. And there was one 
one particular night, I'd go up there with mum driving and um, I had to, I think I had, had hit a certain time for the 3K sequel to, to qualify for the Nationals. Might have been just under 10 minutes, I want to say. And we get there, put my name down for the event, and it's absolutely pouring down the rain. And they had a system in place up there in Canberra, whereas if there weren't more than, say, if there weren't less, if there were less than, say, three runners, they just can the event. Right. And this was my last opportunity to compete and qualify for the Nationals. I can see what's going to happen here. Continue on. (laughs) You wouldn't read about it. I'm the only one there. <laughs> so I'm thinking you're kidding me, you know, I'm gonna miss my opportunity here. And so I'm pleading with the event organizer to just, you know, please just put it on. Like this is there's a lot on the line here. Yeah. And Jared Ryan, who some might know, like he's he's up there still, he's busted on. Yeah. And he um, was kind enough to say, All right, off you go. Yeah. Right. And I might I reckon I've only just just got the time, like maybe two or three seconds. But you got and it. And I got it. I got there. Gee. Oh, and God. it just so happens then that that nationals was over in Adelaide and I had some 24 second PB. I, I finished second, but uh, it wouldn't. Ha- so the, the fellow who actually beat me that day was a uh, Doncaster representative himself. Really? Benny Ashkettle. Oh, Benny. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So a real sliding doors moment. You know, if I hadn't got that time, the opportunity, I wouldn't have met Benny. And who knows? I may not have actually come down and represented Doncaster. So, so is you might have gone to Collingwood, Collingwood Harriers. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. 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 So that, that's mean. a that's a perfect segue. So how how did you come to first meet DAC? So I finished up my high school days here and then moved down to Melbourne. Straight and up, my yep. uncle. Yeah, it's pretty much. Um, my yep. uncle still being my coach at the time. He he knew that. Um, to further the, the running, I probably needed to look at um, a club coach. And so we, narrow, we narrowed it down to three options. And one being Collingwood Harriers with the, uh, the family ties. Yep. Uh, and Griffo, if some of them, some people know, yep. know him, he's one of the head coaches. Uh, the other one was Gregor over at Essendon. Oh, yep. And oh, yeah. Tommy Pally at Doncaster. And it was, a, <laughs> it was a Saturday night down at Olympic Park. He'd take me down. And I, I don't know if it was maybe a, a Milers club or it was some sort of event. And I've been introduced to Tommy and the rest is history because mm. as, as many would uh, attest, this affable young Irishman, you know, <laughs> like he just, he has a way with his words and he just made me feel really connected from that moment on. So there was no question where I was going. It was going to be Doncaster. So I'm uh, yeah, really right. proud, of that, proud of that move and happy to have met him. Oh, for sure. That's a, that's a great little story. So you came, so what year was that you came down? So that was the start of 2007. Yep. Um, so, and just a really strong uh, culture for, for the club at the time. I remember a few of those names, you know, Benny, I've mentioned already. Um, I remember one of the very first sessions I jumped in with Benny, Dave, um, Leighton Kearney, George yeah. Murley. Yeah, yeah. Addy, of course, <laughs> Trav Longmuir. Like the list goes on. I'll, I'll, Apologies, I missed, missed you out. But, and I just thought, wow, you know, I've come from solo training. Mm. I was running five days a week. I, I had no idea what a Sunday long run was. And all of a sudden, I've just <laughs> been exposed to all these different elements. And it was like a kid in a candy store. Like, I just couldn't, couldn't believe it. I was pinching myself, you know. You've landed, uh, you've landed pretty well. I mean, I know that was uh, 
I was a, I was around about that era, but I was, I was more a sprinter back in those days. So I, uh, I'll let you distance boys do the, the hard work, but it, you're right. The, I think the, uh, the culture was there and it's always been there for the last, uh, well, we're coming up to 50 years next year, but um, a lot of people always speak about that. So you picked the right, the club. Oh, my word. You know, and um, you know, I already well known. There was a sort of yeah, you say four eight hundred meter middle middle distance types, uh, with Finchie and and Eddie Vining those types. So um, yeah, there, there was no never a shortage of laughs. And no. um, one of the fondest memories is probably the warm up. You know, just the, the, <laughs> the amount of shit talking that went on. Yeah, it was like this is great. We're just catching up and just yeah, shooting the shit. I always, I you always loved a bit of a kick of the the footy, the pill. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Try and try and hit the lights off the, off the poles. But um, no, we we were a bit larrikin uh, like uh, in the warm up. But that was what it was all about there. Yeah, two thousand, sort of mid two thousands to late. I think it was quite. We had a lot of people. Uh, we got to try and get that drive up again. But um, but no, we'll get in some some other stories. Boris, what were you going to say before? Maddie, you you came down to Melbourne, joined Donny, you started training properly you'd say you know doing long runs and training with the group and everything when did you realize you know actually i'm going to take this up a notch on i'm going to go over to the states and run in the college system yeah well um as nate's i think alluded to a little bit earlier um there were a few athletes in the club that actually made that transition across so that was probably the the first um moment i was exposed to that opportunity um, the likes of Benny Ashkettle and, and Dave McNeil yeah. across to um, Arizona and, and made real names for themselves. Um, you know, I think, and since there's been plenty since then as well, Bree Walker comes to mind. Um, and so, yeah, I, look, I think I was always a little bit behind the eight ball in terms of my progression. I was a bit of a, a late bloomer. Um, and the Seawood Chase was, was certainly the event that gave me a little bit of belief in myself. Um, yeah, there was a, a, a few state titles there, which which certainly, you know, you can only beat who, who turns up on the day. And, and it's, it's I think a lot of Victorians would know it's, it's never easy to win a state title down there in that competition. Mm. So that gave me a bit of belief. Um, but the times were never quite on the board. So I'll probably look at the one, um, one time in particular, it was, it was 2009 up in Brisbane at the, uh, the Senior Australian Championships. And I was towing the line with the likes of Yusuf Abdi, who had come fifth at the Olympics the year before, and, <laughs> right. and Peter Knoll, who'd won a multitude of Australian titles, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm just pinching myself somewhat, thinking, oh, am I, do I belong in this, in, this, in, this, in this category? And I had an absolute blinder that day. He ran a nine, 10 second PB, he ran nine flat. And Jeez. finished third. So I was up on the podium. Yeah. And I thought, okay, all right, you know. And it was probably about a week or two later, I've actually been contacted by this uh, American coach, Jake Stewart, his name was. And he sent me a, a request on, on Facebook Messenger of all things. So, all right. you know, there's something to be said for social media. I'm not a big yeah. fan of it a lot of the time, but yeah. um, it came through that day, that's for sure. And then yeah. the rest is history. I was, I was over there. Probably to start just a year later, I'd say. Yeah, right. So was it something you were seeking or did it kind of just like find you? I mean, the coach contacted you, so. Yeah, you, you're yeah, like yourself. yeah, fell in my lap really, to be honest. Um, yeah, that's great. I did a little bit of research from that point on to sort of see what the system over there was like. Um, but I was pretty green, 
to be honest. There was a lot yeah. to learn. Um, but I, I obviously, yeah, took the uh, the opportunity and, you know, it's really grateful for it. They were a Lamar College, the school I ended up going over to, is, um, they, were a, they were a big fish in a small pond um, yeah. with a lot of uh, success at a, at a conference level, which I guess if you were to revert that back to Australia, is probably more like a, a regional or a, or a state level. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, we can talk about that in, in depth, but um, yeah, really, really fortunate. So I've got the opportunity to go over there and, and make a name for myself in my own way. So. Yeah, I mean, the one question that comes to mind is just what the training was like. I've, you know, I've talked to a lot of people about this and on the podcast as well, there's been a lot of mention. I mean, Bree was talking about the training, how it just didn't really work for her um, over there. But how did you find, how did you find like just getting slotted into that sort of the, the training that I do over in the system? Yeah, it was a shock for sure. Um, yeah. there, there, was, there was some transition. I, I remember a few programs being sent across that year before I, I moved across. Um, yeah. So I had, had some exposure of, of what to expect, but I was still doing pretty low Ks um, in those years before moving across. So um yeah mileage what, was certainly the what's one low what's low k's though is that like 100 k's a week or is that 80 k's a week or yeah I, I really don't i don't think i ever cracked 100 k's yeah um, in that period which really for a, i was probably running you know three and five k's at that point maybe a few 10 k's yeah pretty low yeah um, yeah when i think about you know your david Neils and the others that were sort of excelling at, at that same age um it was all just around just just conservation, you know. Um, I didn't I didn't really have too many injuries up until that point. So yeah. I'm really fortunate for that. Yeah, that and goes a long way. You went into the college system, and and what were you kind of doing? Your was it freshman year, your first year, freshman year? That's right. Yeah, freshman year. Um, yeah, I'm not great on the on the specifics of of training. I know certainly the mileage or the kilometers that took a jump on what have been closer to sort of the 120, 130. Yeah. Right. And um, yeah, I remember a few, few injuries there with, with um, the knees, I had a few arthroscopies um, taking a bit of cartilage out. So yeah, a transition, I think it was, yeah, on the one hand you, you're over there competing for the college that they're, they're investing into you. I mean, it is a business yeah. really, if you look at it, yeah. Um, they want to get a bit of an output. So you're trying to hit those targets that they're setting you, but then you're also trying to stay healthy. So it's, it's that balance. Well, that, I think, that, you know, once, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, it does seem quite transactional. It's, um, it's quite tough. That's the, that's the thing, Maddie. I think, uh, like we're going to, we've had Brie on, she's spoken. We're going to try and get uh, Nath Carr on as well. He's um, still yeah. over in the States and he's working actually for, I think Arkansas, I'm pretty sure he's at, um, but we'll get him on. But I think, and, you know, there's more and more, you know, Australian athletes heading over to college, but you just hear mixed reviews. I mean, you hear, yeah. no, nah, it was no good or it was the best thing for me. And, and look, Dave, Dave McNeil is probably a, a fantastic example uh, to Olympics now. And, and he had a couple of years over there at Arizona. But what was it, really, in summary for you, what was it like? Was it, was it a good thing for you? Fantastic. But I'm so... I, I, yeah, it doesn't doesn't. Um, it's not lost on me that it could have been such a different experience. Like yep. you got to look at the program that you're going to. Like I'll, as I said, I'll, we were a, a big fish in a small pond, and yep. 
I was probably the big fish within our our college. You know, I was probably um, yeah. at the, the the top end of our of our program. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I was never in jeopardy of losing my position in the team. Okay. Um, which you know, I I can count on the, on on both hands the amount of people I know Australians that went over there with better PBs than I, and end up being cut after a year or two Generally. for whatever reason. You know, might might have been in through injuries. They weren't yep. able to compete right. uh, and they were sent back. So, Well, I hear it's pretty brutal. Like I think, yeah. I mean, it depends what you're studying, um, but you've got to sort of, do you got to keep your grades up to keep on the track or how's that all work? Yeah, and, right. and what did you study? Yeah. So I was studying kinesiology, which really is um, exercise science. Uh, I took the teaching route of that. Um, and so that's what I came out with. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It was a, an academic requirement as well as an athletic um, requirement. So I, I believe it was a B average, um, which, right. yeah, some of our teammates weren't hitting and they were, they were having yeah. their um, scholarship reduced. And right. it was brutal, you know? Yeah. yeah, that sounds extremely stressful to be running triple figure mileage while also having to hit like certain grade, ad, grade averages. That's doesn't sound very pleasant. <laughs> No, no, but then I, I don't know too. Like you, you, I think I look back on it and it is what you make of it. Um, there were yep. a few, and I know those same runners I speak of that weren't quite hitting their, um, their targets. You know, they were out partying on the weekends and yeah, I certainly lived that life for maybe the first semester. I wanted to get a bit of exposure of what that college life was like. And then, yeah, I sort of just knuckled down. I wanted to get a lot out of my um just yeah the athletic um opportunity and mm. i reckon i made every post to winner like i was you know i made uh, every national cross country um that i was over there um got to all american status in my junior year so yeah that it was tough but then it, it, i think it's not um not impossible yeah, to do you just gotta exactly knock it down yeah yeah and so is that, so what division, just run us through the divisions for a minute. Cause I, it's, it's, you need a degree to work them out, but um, <laughs> division one, two, and, and what, what's the go? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So there's division one, two, and three. Then you've okay. got um, junior colleges, which are two year institutions. Right. Yep. Uh, and then I think there's even an NAIA, which I don't okay. believe there's an academic requirement to, to, to go to one of those. So um, right. yeah, there is a lot there. And then, if you want to look at um, the conference level, which I've sort of just touched on, that is, mm. I think you've got about 32 conferences within Division One, right? And then about nine regions um, for Jeez. the cross country, and then yeah, nationals. So there's there is a lot to it. Yeah, um, that's so the conferences. The sorry, Nate. So the no, conferences is it sort of like in basketball here? You got the East Conference and the West Conference, but there's you said 32 of them. Yeah. Yeah. Spot on. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Really? So um, <laughs> we were fortunate in that our conference was very much geographically um, based. And so we would have to travel too far, maybe a few hours either way. Right. Um, most of our competition meets. Um, but there were some that were just, I don't know how they came about um, creating that these conferences. They were just all over the, over, over the country. So um, yeah, that, it almost seemed like the Lamar itself prided and, and had a lot of their KPIs based off how we did at that conference level. Right. Which was interesting to me because 
you know, I was sort of looking at some of the postseason. I mean, you look at the Tigers recently just made it through to the grand final. Like, I'd I say, did. yeah, <laughs> surely doing better at, um, in, you know, making the finals or making the grand finals is going to be better than, say, just doing well throughout the home and away season. So mm. yeah, that's right. how they, how they, were, yeah, they viewed their their success. So. So with the divisions, do you only compete in your divisions or when you go to the NCAA championship, does everyone come? What? No, so at the national level, you are split into your divisions. Okay, yep. Um, yeah, so I remember my freshman year, 2010, it was the, the cross-country championships. And, you know, seeing a lot of familiar faces, a lot of Australians over there, Lyndon Hall, your Benny Ash Kettles. Yeah. Um, and, and Dave was probably at the peak of his powers over there at that time. Okay. And I'm thinking, this would be really cool to be running in the same race that you might potentially win a national title. Yeah. And we were probably about the, the eight-kilometre mark, and I'm struggling towards the back. I, I, I go past Dave McNeil. I'm thinking, what in the world? What is going on here? <laughs> Turns out he got a stitch. So, like, you, can, right. you can't help some things. But yeah. um, just, just an eye-opener, you know. So yeah, Lamar was in Division One. Division One, yeah. So we were That's a small right. conference. We were a small team, I should say. Um, yep. Whereas, yeah, your, your powerhouses, your Oregon's, your Northern yeah. Um but you're competing it's, against them all. So, is it yeah. right that your your scholarship offer is, is based on also if it's a Div One school, Div Two, Div Three? Like you get you get much better offers at Div One schools because they kind of have more money to throw around. As as far as I'm aware, yeah, yeah. I believe that to be true. Um, I know, for instance, if you're at an Ivy League school, so um, they don't give uh, athletic scholarships. Like it's all basically yeah. based off your um, your athletic. Uh, sorry, your academic. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't know. Huh? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, different rules for that apply. There's a, it is quite convoluted and and wait, so then is it, it is an Ivy League in Div One, or is that completely separate? Yeah, so they're within Division One. They're their own yeah. conference, the Ivy League right. conference. Right. Um, the Yales Crazy. and Browns and yeah. Oh, so Yale and all that is is all academic based. That's right. That's right. Jeez. What about Oregon? Say, yeah, I assume that was athletic, to be honest. Yeah, Oregon. No, Oregon. They're um, they're both. That they yeah. get um, yeah. Both scholarships. So. You you mentioned some KPIs. Like they would set KPIs off conference results and stuff. What, do you remember what some of the KPIs were? Like you said, B grade average, but with some of the athletic KPIs maybe? Yeah, really simplistically. So at the conference championships, you would get a um, points allocated if you would reach, if you finish in the top 10. And so oh, that's not too dissimilar to the AV system really within cross country. Um, yeah. So if you were to finish, you know, first, you'd, you'd get 10 points. And so they'd throw you in a, a handful of events. I remember, uh, I think it was the indoor conference meet. It was very, rare, very, very common to be running in three events over two days. You know, yeah. they weren't afraid to, to, to run you into shape. Um, mm. So you had to sort of hit a certain Or, in, or enter injury. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's right. That's yeah. right. It was, a, yeah. yeah, a real yeah. kicking point. <laughs> you, it almost sounds like you're just like you're working you know you're actually working there they're putting you to work Put, putting us to work yeah. I think though once once they realised that they had someone they could rely on like myself who was able to get like I, I was very much uh, a good racer yeah. uh, training wise 
I was known as Matty the Mooch. I would hang off the back of the packs. And I, for whatever reason, I just couldn't get myself up to lead too many reps. I don't know what it was, but um, I'd, I'd pull it together on race day and I'd find it another level. So That's when it counts. That's well, that is. You, there's yeah. no winning. You know, you don't win anything at training. So. No, you don't win the last rep. That's for sure. You could have fooled yeah. me early Doncaster days. There were... That's not a good example. That isn't a good example. Um, everyone loved the last rep uh, win. <laughs> Michael Gallagher uh, is a good one on the Sebco. He loves that last 200 meter rep. Um, oh, there's a few fine. people that um, like that, but it's a, it's all good banter and good um, good fun. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. so they ran you in, they ran you into shape. You're saying ran us into shape. That's right. But um, yeah, no, I felt like once you could prove yourself they'd then be a little bit more selective in, okay, which, which ones are we actually really trying to target here? Like I remember my junior year, it seemed to be the year in which I got a lot of my PBs from. Um, they selected maybe three or four races throughout the season. They said, all right, we're going to take you over to Stanford. And so Stanford, for those that, that aren't too familiar, is where a lot of the magic happens for the distance runners. You know, they put it on, all the big names come along to it. Right. Um, I remember seeing it as, uh, the American record go down. First fellow, Chris Zielinski, to break 27 minutes. Oh, it, was, it was phenomenal. But I was, the, I was there in the, in the college heat for the 10K. And um, yeah, just, just, just seeing all these, these big names. And you think, just, again, just pinching yourself. You think, wow, what an opportunity. Um, Matty, is that where you ran 29.25? Yeah, spot on. Yeah. So Jeez. I actually did a lot of the, the work early days for... Um, for that race, so I probably led it for the first three k. And I remember my coach on the sidelines just going, "This is not the game plan. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Just, just sit in the train." Just, just... <laughs> but it was dawdling early, so I, I wanted to, you know, I wasn't going out there for anything other than you a weren't PB, going there to so jog. Thought, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I thought, well, I'll just take it on board. That's fine. Yeah, taking um, your stride, mate. Twenty nine, twenty five is um, pretty is hot work. Yeah, pretty serious. Do you remember yeah, the 5K? You. you ran 14-14 in an indoor track race, which is ridiculous. Those indoor tracks are tiny. Do you remember, was that like just one race or do you have other races around then as well? Yeah, so that was that same year. It would have been oh, maybe a month or two before that 10K PB. And um, yeah, we're over in Iowa. I remember it was, that was probably the coldest I've ever been. It was, <laughs> so they run their indoor seasons like middle of winter. And <laughs> it was, whoa. So brisk. We had that many layers on and it didn't matter. Um, yeah. And it was a 300 meter track. So yeah, you really had no idea yeah. where you were at pace wise, which yeah. in a way was a blessing because I think sometimes, you know, you can get hung up on, on splits and you're just doing the math in your head and it's, it's, it's not always the best result. So I remember just, just thinking, we'll just hang on to the back of the pack and we'll just see where it gets me at the end of the day. And um, yeah, pretty big PB in the end. So um, it's funny how things work out. Yeah, I I don't back my math on 300 meter laps trying to figure out my splits off that. That's (laughs) that's a bit much to do that when you're running. (laughs) (laughs) There was a fellow, um, he was going around the different um, kilometer markings with a a light. And I'm thinking, gee, that's a lot of work. Like, don't even worry about it. We'll just just figure it out when we get there. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> just wait for the bell and then you're, you're done. You got one more lap and that's it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> how, did, um, how did the uh, 
I mean, you, you mentioned indoor and then you've got cross country and then you've got outdoor. How does that work through the seasons? Yeah, so that's probably an interesting point to touch on too. As a runner, especially a distance runner over there in the States, you don't really have an off-season. No. So right. they start their year in, uh, in August. And you basically, from that point up until November, you've got um, cross country, right. uh, which is my favorite part of the year. You might have a, a month off um, and then you're straight into to indoor training. And that leads straight into outdoor. And then, yeah, yeah. pretty much that's like 10 months of the year. And you have your summer holidays. So, what's the um, what's the turnover between track and then cross again? Yeah, so you get their their, their, their main break, the summer break for them. Yeah. So, um, it's probably about two months. Right. Um, I remember there was a few years I, I stayed over in the states. Um, it was like I was on a full scholarship, so I, I was I was all right financially. But um, yeah. yeah, I remember uh, mum and dad was sort of. They weren't happy to, to pay flights every single time there was a break in the year. So I, I stayed that year and it was, um, yeah, it's pretty, I don't know, pretty boring if I'm honest, but you sort of just, you, you know, you just put them in and, um, yeah. So and what, it's, were you it's still, pretty, pretty were hard you, throughout the year. Were you still, I mean, you're, you're running or you're racing like 10 months out of the year or, or nine months out of the year. What are you doing in those, in those breaks? Are you still like just doing a bit of jogging, a bit of, you're not training surely through. Uh, well, yeah. So the the coaches certainly expected us to continue to run to some degree. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, for two of my four years over there, I happened to have yeah some knee issues and uh, had surgeries on on both, and so that ended up being well, it sort of took my any any chance of uh, running through that uh, summer period, you know, wiped it clean. So. Um, I look back on that uh, junior year, I had an operation before the summer um, and was able to come back. And that was uh, again that, that year that I ran um, uh, All-American. So I look back pretty fondly on that year. I think that it takes a bit of courage to, to sort of come back from injury. I was probably on crutches for a good six, eight weeks. Um, so, yeah, but I don't know. Like you get all, all your medical expenses paid for, so... Um, oh, that's pretty good. Not too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so they flog you and then they, they pay for your uh, for your as, medical bill as they should. <laughs> yeah, as, as they, they should. should. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> so with the because again it, it comes back to running for ten months of the year. You know, racing should yeah. I say it is 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 tough. I mean. Like here, obviously, you know the system here. You have cross country, have a have a bit of time. Well, we don't have too much time off, but then you have track. It's it's really split up into those two, you know, seasons. But Defined season, you know, yeah. yeah, and you've got time. You've got a you've got a fair bit of time that you don't uh, race. But it's just relentless. It sounds for ten months. You don't really have a break at all. No, no, not really. Um, mm. I, I, I got to say, look, if I didn't have um, the teammates that I did that I really got along with well, it would have been just, just, yeah, really tough going. But um, yeah. I think that camaraderie that you have with your teammates, it just makes it that much more easier to just mm. slog it out. Um, you're really fortunate then as well. Like we had quite an international team. I, I remember there was a few, um, few Brits and you'd have a couple of Germans and right. um, Ugandans as well, like okay. quite, quite diverse. And 
so just 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 getting to know them and and, and their backstories and and I remember at one point there going over to Europe and, and actually meeting all their families, you know, really cool. Like, yeah. So that camaraderie, as I say, is just, it makes it that much more easier to sort of um, think, all right, well, 10 months. Yeah. We'll, we, we just all slog it out together and yeah. you share it together. So yeah, that's, that's true. So then look, you finished, you finished the college and then you came back to Melbourne. And you came back that's to right. came back to Doncaster, and and what were you doing then when you came back to Melbourne? Yeah, interesting space um, in that in that sort of period. So I was I'd put a few feelers out to try and continue my stay over in the US, um, whether it be in like a coaching capacity or even like a a semi professional athlete, um, and it just wasn't working out. I, I just it was going to be a quite financially um, of a struggle. Yeah, and so yeah, came back as you say, and I remember thinking, okay, well let's let's see if there are groups out there that I can I can join to sort of progress my running, and I linked up with with Craig Mottram at the time. He was sort of starting out his coaching career, yeah. and um, look, that was really enjoyable for for a period of time. I remember though, um, that was probably when I started to have these these niggles in my back and glute. We we're doing a lot of hill reps, and Beaumont in uh, in Texas, where Lamar was situated, really flat and low low lying um, areas. So we didn't do much um, over the hills, and so I think that really took a toll on my body. I wasn't able to sort of come back from that. I didn't quite know what the issue was at the time, and so yeah, I I probably um, moved away from that competitive side of running, and it took me a few years, if, if I'm honest, to really find that love. And reason of why I got out the door and run. Like I, to yeah. be honest, I was turning up to these cross country meets in those first few years of coming back, off almost no training. Like Benny Ashkittle was getting me out the door every now and again. Um, yeah. But I was, yeah, <laughs> it was interesting actually. I, I was probably back in the in the in the hundreds of AV meets and just thinking, okay, well this is just this is just what it is, you know. And so, yeah, it took me a long time to sort of. Go, all right, let's 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 get back into some some real training here and and try and get something out of it. So it's funny how just you you you're running just progresses and you think it will just it's all linear and it really isn't yeah, at yeah. all. Like, no, yeah, yeah, totally. So were you were you did you have enough of athletics? Was it the injury just saying, look, I, I, this is probably this is really eating into me. I couldn't really enjoy it, or did you need a break, or what was it? Was a bit of both, combination of both. Yeah, I really think it was a combination. Um, there was probably that setback of, of realizing, okay, you know, maybe that next step, it just it just won't happen. So there was mm. that that aspect. Um, you know, probably swallowing the pride a little bit too of realizing, okay, I'm I'm just going to come back to the pack and I've got to start 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 again. You know, like it's just it's not just going to fall in your lap. You've got to work for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and as I say, just trying to redefine why it is that I run, you know, finding that, that passion, the love for it again. And really, if it wasn't for Doncaster and I remember at the time, you know, Benny had done a, a pretty good work there getting us off the, um, the scrap paper division four, maybe even five, you know, it was, it wasn't great. We're a fair way back. <laughs> we ever. And, and mm. just, just sort of thinking, okay, well, this is our goal now. We just to try and build our way back up to you know, premier division. And um, just slowly, Surely, I think it was about 2017 when I 
thought, okay, look, I can actually make a difference here on the team and, and be one of the main players. And um, yeah, if it, I didn't have a coach, I thought, all right, I'm going to run and run when I feel like it. So most, most weeks I run five days a week. Yeah. Um, there was no structure really. I, I might, you know, just, just fit it around work. I'd do yeah, a yeah. long run on, the, on a Wednesday. Everything was quite fast. I was all being around sub four minute Ks. And oh. <laughs> yeah, it got me through to a national uh, cross country. Yeah. I finished top 10. Like it just. Yeah, right. Yeah. So were you, were you living in Melbourne then? I was, yes. Okay. So you yeah. came back. Did you get a, get a job as well? So you said you were working at the same time? Yes, yeah, so I was working there. Um, interesting enough, so as I say, I got my um, degree as a, as a teacher. Yeah. Um, but didn't go into the education field straight away. So I, I ended up actually working within the hospitality field and I was managing a grilled. Oh, yeah. Are, uh, well established down there in Melbourne. A couple um, of burgers, yep. A couple yeah. of burgers, that's right. And so... Look, that was that was flexible in itself with, with the hours that they gave you doing night shifts one one day and, and, and starting up early in the morning the next day. So um, you're able to fit training in around it. Um, so it's good for that flexibility. Yeah. But, yeah, um, right. yeah, it was probably 2017 as well. We moved in um, with Benny Ashkettle, um, Josh Maisie and Lyndon Hall. We're all under the same roof. Yeah, right. And I think that really sparked something within me to say, oh, look at these guys, they're actually getting out there training and doing the hard yards. Um, yeah, spurred me on to get out the door more often. And then you went from you went from that sort of getting back into training to deciding to run a marathon. What led you there? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so 2018 was probably a year again. I struggled a little bit with that injury. And I was living back on, on the New South Wales coast at this point. And again, just trying to realize, okay, I've ticked a lot of goals. You know, what, what's next? What, what, what am I going to work towards now? Yeah. And uh, Brad Croker, I'm not sure if you know him. He's got a, a podcast yeah. himself with a few other boys. And, he's got um, a rival podcast, I think. Yeah. Uh, a fair way back, I shouldn't give him free airtime. Sorry. <laughs> they do well. And anyway, he's, he's got a, um, a holiday house quite close to where I live. Right. And um, he reached out. We went for a run together. And just just talking around things, and, and he actually does a bit of coaching himself on the side, and so yep. he's, he's really interested in, in, in wanting to um, take me on board. So I thought, yeah, right, eh? Could have a bit of structure there. Yeah. And um, I think we just both came to the realization that the strength was going to be in the longer distances. And mm-hmm. I think I'd always been somewhat um, scared of of the forty two k's. And he oh, said, look, let's just enough. we'll put it we'll put a bit of a program together. And we'll just see how we go. You know, we'll aim ourselves to Melbourne, which was like 10 months away at the time. And honestly, from that point on, I've never been as, as driven as, as I was that year. It was really? all geared towards that one race. Like I occasionally, yeah, do, do races here and there, but um, that was the, the main focus. And um, I wouldn't say it's occasionally. That, that 2019 year, you, I had a look on Strava. You ran, there were, I think, two weeks from January to October where you ran less than a hundred K and it's cause you got sick. And in that time you raced the Victorian cross country season, the new South Wales cross country season. You ran many a fun run. Like you, you were just eating it up. You couldn't be stopped. The, the new Maddie J. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't be stopped. And that training, I mean, that, that was some, 
that was some incredible training. It led you to a debut of 2.23.06 at Melbourne and a, a ninth place finish, top 10 at Melbourne Marathon. That's, uh, that's huge. Yeah, that's yeah. massive. Thanks, fellas. No, it was a bit of a dream, really. Yeah. Like, and that, that whole year, I look back at them so fondly. And, yeah. and you're right. Like, I was, I was coming down to Melbourne throughout the winter season to, to pull on the, the you know, mighty green and gold. And it was, it was fantastic, you know, running, I think running with you boys as well in, in different periods of, of, the, of the year. And um, just seeing the club do really well. I think we, we made some, some real head ground within the ABC. And I remember, yeah. you know, Dell's Park, yeah. you know, finishing second. Like that's yeah. Yeah. been a long time since Doncaster's been that high up. Yep. That was massive. And that was so, massive. Yeah. Like, uh, that that just spurs you on even more. But you're right; like your training load was um, uh, really fortunate. I think to have Brad on my side, like he's a he's a really experienced marathoner himself, and he knew when to push and when to hold back and what sessions to give me. And yeah, that you're right. On the the day of the marathon, it um, it's I, th- I think we we came to the realization that we wanted to have a positive experience with it. Yeah. So yeah. about a month before I'd run at Burnley and finished fourth with yeah. a pretty in, big PB in, if I'm in one oh five twenty eight, finished yeah. fourth place. Huge. Just steamrolled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two and a half minutes. I don't know. It's about far out. When when you're on, you're on, you know. You just yeah. it all just clicks. You look so smooth. We Nathan and I were running together at Burnley wearing uh one twenty three. Just a little bit just a little bit behind you. And every oh, time you went past, you just... you just looked so focused and so yeah. smooth. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember um, there's a few, yeah, a lot of Doncaster representatives that morning. I remember um, yeah. Dave really was right up there. And yeah, he finished third, did he? Did he? You finished um, fourth just to him, right? He did. I tell you what, he, he's got a lot to thank for on me. Well, he was hurting a little bit late in the race. And I came <laughs> up alongside him and he said, yep, I'm just going to tuck him behind you here. Got his big shoulders. <laughs> the windbreaker. <laughs> the windbreaker. And he's pushed along the last K to sort of pit me. So fair play. That was a big PB for him too. So um, that yeah, was yeah, nice that was a pretty team, was it Gerd Heaney first, Liam Adams second, Dave, and then you fourth. That was pretty solid. Yeah. Pretty uh yeah. pretty impressive people to be around up up the top there, top end. Mm. Well that's right. But I guess I bring that up because it gave me a lot of um confidence going into the marathon about a month or so later and we'd said look let's just go out a little bit conservative if we sort of hit through halfway around 71 you know that's six minutes off your, off your pb you should be pretty comfortable at that point and then you can sort of yeah. take it home if you, if you feel like you're, you're you know you've got anything more to give yeah and yeah look it went really seamlessly up until probably about the the 24 kilometer mark um <laughs> I, I don't know it just Maybe I had too much breakfast or just oh, no. nerves. Oh, no. You can see where this is going. I had yeah. five years of respite. Right, you had to stop off. You stopped? I had stopped. to stop off. I did. Oh, jeez. I can't <laughs> wow. believe you ran a 2.23 and you stopped. That's and crazy. I, I don't know why, but I thought, you know what? I, I, I ended up stopping my stopwatch. I mean, why am I doing that for? Yeah. <laughs> the organisers are going to stop the bloody time for me. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so the oh, it's like in cycling off. they have nature breaks and the race just keeps going you know you just gotta yeah. where was a gentleman's agreement well i was in this big pack and they didn't stop for me oh <laughs> <buggers. I'm> <laughs> so you you 
Oh, run us, run us so through that. Funny. I mean, don't don't run us through all the details, but <laughs> run us through. You, you obviously had to stop, and you just thought, yeah. right, let's get this done and get back onto it. And, and that was on, that was early twenty four mark. It came up. Twenty is twenty four around. Is that that's along the beach? You've gone around yes. Albert Park and you've yes, just gone on. towards sort of uh, Brighton, right? You've gone that's, that way. Yeah, exactly right. So yeah. Beach Road, yeah, very close to Brighton, that turnaround point at the southern southern tip. Um, but if I'm honest, I probably felt the need to go about 5Ks before then. So I had, had a little bit of a gripe with the um, race organisers. Need a few more portaloos out there. Oh, that's great insight. I never, I didn't know this. I never knew I, this. I had an this inkling. Is... I had an inkling. I wasn't going to, well, I was probably going to oh. bring it up, but Maddie's brought it up anyway. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh. That's great. That is great. I've never heard of someone running top 10 with a, with a dunny break. That's incredible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the confidence oh, on him. The confidence on him to still go to the toilet. Oh. It was, it was honestly though, it worked oh. wonders because as I say, the pack that I was in, they just took off and I came out about a minute later going, all right, well, I've got you boys to chase down. So I just, mm. just kept my eyes, you know, zeroed in on their backs and one by one just picked them off and it was real motivation, I think, to keep, keep working hard. Yeah. So. So for those out there listening uh, in their first marathon, if you choose to do one, yeah. have, a, have a pit stop, <laughs> take no. a moment. Take a minute to yourself and gather your thoughts and then go again. And it works. I bet that's not something you, you ever practice in training as well. So it would have been interesting uh-huh. to do. <laughs> no, not at all. So. Oh, funny. It's funny hearing people's debut marathon stories. I mean, Brad Camp had the complete opposite on his debut. He, he I think, got through 30, 35 and thought, oh, geez, this is pretty easy. What's everyone complaining about? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when he yeah. ran, what? Oh, uh, two seventeen or two sixteen. Something. I think it was his first debut. It was quite quick. And he's got the, he's got the club record. We had him on yeah. uh, episode ten, I think it might have been Boris. I think ten or yeah, ten, 10 or, or eleven. 12. So head back yeah, and listen to that um, if you haven't. But he he ran ran us through all of his um, marathons, and yeah, he he seemed to think what's everyone complaining about. But up until he ran his second, and then he said, "Oh, yep, there it is." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This sucks. <laughs> so two, two, uh, the club record, which is held by Brad Camp, 2.10.11, Maddie, Is that yeah. uh, in your sights? Whoa, well, that'd get me through to um, Tokyo, wouldn't it? It, yeah, uh, it right. would. Well, look, mate, if you've, you've got Maybe to take, I think you've, you've got some liberty to take some time off your, your current PB. Consider yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that's right. You know, I was hoping to do that at, um, at Gold Coast this year with... Uh, yeah, yeah no, really, to take some time off, but obviously, uh, yeah, things have gone a bit south this year. That's, but, um, yeah. that's where Brad ran two ten eleven, I think. Yeah, well, I, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a very flat course, isn't it? It is yeah. it's very fast. fast. He had the club record set there, and he had the course record for years. For years, so. yeah. Jeez. So, that's, so that's if you want to break it, that's the place to do it. Like, yeah, I mean, he put my money on uh, Joel Tobin White today. If I'm honest, he, he's got the. Uh, oh, that's true. He's swooping, isn't he? So there's a, there's a few, Benny Ashkettle, Ridley, uh, there's a few guys there that, you know, 210's huge, but, um, you know, it's sub, within reach. sub 220. It's within reach. Sub 220. Yeah. Matty J, for you, what, what's, I mean, what's your goal there? When's yeah, your, no, you, yeah. you're spot on. Yeah, no, sub 220, I think, is, is really the next goal for me. Mm. Um, there's maybe a few of those track PBs, a little bit outdated, like a lot of those were from 2012, my college days, so... Yeah. I'd like to think I can get back to that, but you've really just got to put in 
um, a lot more speed, don't you? So I, I don't know. I, a lot of things, well, there's a lot more ground to make within the marathon for sure. You you have jogged uh, a sub 15 at a park run. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I don't think you're too far off that sort of speed. I think if, you, if you're doing sub 15 at a park run, it's, uh, that's pretty serious. Yeah. You've, you've done your homework, I tell you, fellas. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> we don't that, that's my last competitive race. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Look, you're not you're not too far off if you if you're running that type of that type of uh, pace at a at a social park run. I, I reckon you've still got plenty of kick left in your legs. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Thank you, fellas. I, I ho- hopefully I do. Um, yeah. We'll see. I'm, I'm excited though to see <clears throat> the next crop of, of marathons come through. I think it's a really exciting time for Australian distance running. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. look at the likes of Stewie McSween and yeah, you know, like. Jess Hulls, they just yeah. minus touch anything that they they run in at the moment. They're just kicking really big uh, PBs. So didn't Jess um, do three national records, three PBs in like three yeah. weeks, two yeah, weeks, something like that? That's just right. the most insane run. <laughs> just yeah. crazy. So yeah, big things uh, for Australian running. And when I think when record when records break, sorry, it's. It gives confidence to any runner, I reckon. It's sort of, you know, there's movement in athletics. There hasn't probably been, you know, Ryan Gregson held the 1500 record for, for 10 years, I think. Yeah. And yeah. that's yeah. just gone over. So, you know, hats off to him to hold it for, for 10 odd years as a professional. But it, it there's movement in athletics. I mean, athletics, it, we, if you're in the circle, there's stuff happening because we're in it. But, you know, it's getting publicity. It's getting people talking. And, and I think recreational running is just booming, isn't it, in Australia? Oh. You know, totally. Exactly. If, if we can, mm-hmm. yeah. Everyone's if we can right. capture a lot of that, um, that excitement and, as you say, like involvement with with their recreational running and, and bring that across to yeah, an athletic Victoria or just yeah. just generally, I think we'll be doing really well as a sport. So it's an well, exciting time. That's what we've got to do, and I know they've got that rec running um, in now for Athletics Victoria. So yeah. hopefully, it is a pathway to get some more members, but. Um, in, in summary, with the uh, marathon, it seems to me like that new goal, Maddie, to do a marathon has really just given you a next step for you. Sort of, you're sort of in in, in a bit um, could go either way. You're a bit injured. You weren't quite sure yeah. what to do. But the marathon is that about right? That it really gave you what you needed? I think, yeah, you hit the nail on the head there, Nate. It was I was in a state of limbo. I, I really yeah. wasn't sure why I was getting out the door. Yep. Um, and I think this year, more than any, has, has shown me that I, I need that com- com- competition and I need that sort of goal in mind to get out the door. I think without yeah. that this year, it's been tough. But um, you're right, yeah, that marathon last year, new lease on life, you know, yeah. in terms of running. And that's so, that's going to be you going forward, do you think? that's You'll be a marathon runner for the next few years? Well, yeah, I, I think I think I am. Um, yeah. I've spoken to a few pretty experienced marathoners in recent times and, and most of them say it takes a good you know, five, six, maybe by your seventh, you're actually, you, you've, you've nailed it. There's a lot to learn right. within the yeah. marathon, isn't there? Like you, you can really go south if you, oh, yeah. if you aren't, aren't respecting the distance enough. And, well, you, know. you saw Kipchoge, uh, yeah. um, something got stuck in his ear and look what happened to him. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but then also though, to contradict that, look at Brad Camp. I mean, he's run, He's run a few marathons, but he ran two ten eleven on his third attempt. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. And then sort of said, "Well, you know what? That was good. I'm. I think I'm just going to go surf and enjoy the rest of my life." <laughs> so, 
I mean, you know, that's that's a pretty pretty solid. Yeah. I, you, I'm I'm intrigued by those that that um, older generation that were able to yeah. hit these remarkable yeah. times, and yeah. it's taken us quite a long time to get back to that. Like obviously your Brett Robinsons and your Jack Rainers, Liam Adams, they're finally hitting those times now. But yeah, like what was so it? That was in the late eighties. That was in the late eighties yeah. that Brad was doing that. And you think about how far shoe technology's come and just how far everything's come really. The understanding of the marathon and everything. Understanding yeah. of nutrition, all that stuff. Yeah, it's well, pretty it's pretty insane. I look back on um Stuart McSwain, I think he had an interview not too long ago. And he made the comment really interesting um, that a lot of his training is without a watch. Really? And I thought, geez, right. for as much technology as out there, like you're going and doing a lot of your runs by feel. Yeah. And to think of where he's, where he's at now, like, yeah. You know, like, there's a lot to be learned, I think, for that. There's Again, too we're much. caught up in these technology. And, yeah. you, you're right. And, and a lot of people get. Um, Caught up in Strava, I won't name anyone, Boris. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I I get a bit um, caught up on it too with your pace and that type of thing. And, yeah, totally. and sometimes, yeah, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, Nick Simmons, um, eight hundred meter runner for um, United States. Matty, you know Nick Simmons I went to the Olympics yeah. in a couple. He was down at Doncaster. Um, oh, when was it? Probably pre London. Um, he was just down here to run a few events, and and we asked him, you know what do you do in the one fifties? What, what time is it? And he just said, no, nah, I don't even look at the watch. It's all I feel. Um, I just do the one fifties off, uh, you know, a bit of a jog recovery and just do them. And, and me and Boris are starting to do that with some of our training as well, that yeah. you don't need to look at your watch every K you just need to put it away, put it away and, and turn it off. Um, look at it after to understand how you're feeling, but it's a good point you make. I think we spoke about this last podcast and I said, I was turning heart rate off on my watch oh, so yep. I only get heart rate if I, I looked at the strap and I also only have a screen now where it's time of day and elapsed time of activity that's all I look at mm. when I'm out jogging yeah. and on, for most of my sessions as well and it's it feels so much better there's a lot less sort of pressure on yourself you you run you run for what your body's ready for that day instead of going out and trying to chase times and, yeah. and maybe putting yourself too far into the red chasing a time um yeah, I, I feel it's a much better way to train. The last yeah. couple, I think maybe two months, I've been training like that. And it's, I feel it's much better go. every day. Yeah. Just sort of it's, ticking off the weeks and it just feels much easier, much easier on the body. Definitely. Yeah. It, it's one of those things. I mean, I remember my, through college days, I wasn't wearing um, a Garmin or any of these really? GPS watches. Yeah. I, which is why, I, unfortunately, a lot of these, um, sessions I just didn't I, didn't, I can't, can't recall them yeah um, it was and you more wouldn't just, even know how much you were running that week because you're not recording it really no so I think I might, I might have hit 100 mile one week because I think I borrowed, I borrowed a watch off a teammate to be honest but um, <laughs> really yeah, yeah. yeah right. you, throw any, you got a watch now me finally yeah, I've yeah. Finally okay. <laughs> it's gonna I'm, I'm, I'm very late to technology in a lot of ways I, I think <laughs> only a couple of years ago I got an iPhone and you know so Gee. Oh, you're a country boy. That's why. <laughs> you don't. You just, just don't need pleasures. it. Like that's you don't. It. You don't need it. Look at the time. You know, just go out, jog for an hour, come home, done. You yeah. know, you've done an hour. Yeah. You don't need to. You know, you don't need to look how far you've gone, how fast you've gone. It's all so, that time on feet. I think. Indeed. Yeah. And yeah. training, training now, and, and maybe in that lead up to that marathon, were you were you sort of ready to run a marathon, or were you? 
I mean, you said you had eight, 10 months with Brad to train or are you never ready? I, I, I don't know if you are. I really don't. I, there were doubts that last week. Um, I was there? We were, I was yeah, up there. We were talking around. about this. Yeah. 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 So literally a games. week out. And I've gone out for this run and about 200 metres down the road, I'm just getting this twinge in my glute. I'm oh, like, no. you're kidding me. You know, like I've strung about a, a solid 10 weeks, far two weeks <laughs> I was injured. Yeah. Uh, 10 months, sorry. Yeah. And I'm thinking I'm getting it in the last week. You're kidding me. And um, so, I, but it really, it was all between the years because um, I got out the next day and I was fine. You know, yeah, like okay. I, a few pep talks from good mates and, and my coach at the time. And said, look, yeah. no, look, just go back to what you know, what your strengths are. And he said, just don't worry about it. I think it was probably at that point that we, we reset the goal of going out a bit more conservative. Okay. So I think I was getting myself caught up in, I've got to hit this amazing time. I'm mean, not saying 2.23 isn't amazing. I was really happy with that. It's pretty good time, mate. Pretty <laughs> Thank good. you. <laughs> yeah. what, what we, if you don't mind us asking, what, was sort of, what, were, the, what were the goals pre the, the reset? Yeah. What was, the, what was your goal that you were aiming for? Well, certainly after Burnley and running that 65 mid, I was sort of thinking around that, you know, sub to 15, which, which might have put me in, in the equation for some of these Australian teams. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I'm not to say I'm not, um, not up to that standard, but um, yeah, it would have been, I think, a different story. Yeah, so really glad I had a positive experience with the first one and, and onwards and upwards. So, well, yeah, that's it. Now, now you know. Now you know, you know, be a bit more of your nutrition on on race day, and yeah. and you, you, I feel like with the marathon, from what I've heard, once you do it once, you know what you're in for, and then you, you can kind of mentally prepare for it a bit better. You kind of know what. Yeah, you know, well, I was going to touch on distance, training a little bit. Go the distance. Yeah, so I mean, there's, there's, I remember there were a few pretty long Sundays. Um, I think maybe the first I went was like 37, 38 k. Hey? Okay. Yeah. Um, so you get confidence from that, knowing that you're not far off that distance. Um, then obviously some of these really tough sessions. I remember there was a oh, what was it a, a three by five k progression. So fifteen k, and you just you just you know winding the clock up each five k. Um, so you get a few of these key key markers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as I said, I, I was I was bracing myself for this this uh, this wall, and you take me to just crawl home and. Um, yeah, it's really not until the day off. Like, I think I was telling you, Bryce, as well, like I was getting quite emotional towards the end of it and I wasn't really expecting that. Oh. I think I was really fortunate to be down in Melbourne. Yeah. A lot of the Doncaster, you know, um, crew were out there supporting. Um, like yeah, like I, like I said, we were, uh, Nathan and I were standing there along, along the edge of the G as you were coming along about to turn in. And yeah. We were yelling. You and you just looked like you were charging. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I actually remember... We were just sort of hanging out, waiting. I'm like, oh, I wonder where Matty is. And then we was just like, oh, no, it's the marathon, they, they, they won't be coming around anytime soon. And then we pulled up the app and like, let's just check. And you were just around the corner. Yeah. Like, shit, <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> like, oh, that was quick. And then, you know, we had to run over and, and make sure we're there to cheer you on as you're coming past. Oh, it's a oh, huge effort. It's yeah. a huge effort. Massive. But and, that's... Um, yeah. That's the Doncaster sort of family. Like I, I remember going out there a few years beforehand and, and watching um, Eric and um, yeah, yeah, and and Piero. They were they were out racing, you know, and, and ran phenomenally. Uh, yeah. You just go out and you support them, like yeah, you were a family, you know. This is green and gold. So 
it's 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 really really nice to hear those familiar comments on the sidelines, and it just spurs you on even more. When you're hurt, and you just push it. Let's <laughs> just let's just keep going. You know. Yeah, so, that's right. And look on on that on the club. What do you? This is a question we ask all of our guests um, when they're on. But what what is your favourite session from early days back at the club? Early days. Your, your sort of favourite maybe Tommy session. Yeah, look, I mean, you can't go past said co. Mm. There was just a real, like, we're all in, didn't matter what sort of training group you were in, everyone yeah. on that night just jumped in. So it was a massive pack, mm. which I'm sure yeah. is it's still the case today when, when you do do a said co. But um, I remember um, early days, there was a, an 800 metre, um, you'd say it's a, it, was, it was a cut down. So there might have been about 10 eights with about, Oh, I want to say about a minute, maybe 90 seconds recovery. And you'd start at like 2.20. And every one you'd cut down about two seconds. So by the end of it, you know, you, you're, the, you're in the two O's. So you're moving really? pretty quick. That's pretty quick. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's um, and I was just hanging off the back of like your Joel Tobin lights. Uh, I remember Luke Hennessy at the time was, was doing a bit of training with the club. And yeah, just for grim, grim life going, geez, this is hurting. But... <laughs> Yeah, the feeling you get afterwards of like, all right, how good is that, you know? Right, so. was that was that the days when Joe Ishia was still training or was that after? I think my no, after, I reckon. We okay. went after, okay. yeah. I mean, to think back on the, on the glory, I'm like, not to say that there haven't been more recent ones too, but your Joe Ishias, there's a yeah. lot of these types that John, uh, you know, Tommy had under his wing. Mm. Your Brad Camps, as you've already mentioned. Sean Quilty. Yeah. Sean Lock Quilty. High. Yeah. Like, yeah, the list goes <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Oh, I remember um, looking through the record books early days and uh, a good mate of my, my uncle, my coach at the time, his name was uh, Jeff Chambers. And he was a part of the, I want to say it was 10 men and it was a 12 hour record. Yeah. Oh, he was a part of that. He was a part of that. Yeah, right. So Crazy. that's, look, I know I'm sort of derailing a little bit, but I'd love to sort of talk to these old boys they had a crack at that and just see how they actually went about it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, are you putting a seat out? Are you putting a seat out for the next uh, attempt? Yeah. Well, I would love to see it. I'd love to see it. You know, whether I'll be a part of it or not. That's you, one of the mate, reasons be heading why it up. we started this, like, where are they now segment? Just because you see all these names up in the gym wall, you know, you see the names on the record list and you just want to know, like, who these people are and, and like, what it took for them to get there and all mm. those things. Yeah, like it's it's just it's been it's been really good, you know. Yeah. Putting putting sort of a face and a voice to all these names that we see yeah, all the for time. Sure. And it's getting that conversation going. So yeah, Maddie, what? Uh, so you're up in New South now. You you you're basing yourself there now. What's the what's the go and what's the future hold for the next sort of twelve months? Next twelve months. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, exciting news in my just like um career i guess i've I'm just uh started teaching yeah great nice. years, so getting a lot of enjoyment out of that and um and trying to give back i guess as well to all those years that i've had uh given to me within the running running world and, and sporting wise so i'm doing a little bit of coaching up here as well yeah some of the um some of the like local runners yeah, great. and um yeah just getting a lot of joy out of that and then yeah i guess um hopefully once races start to come back um, we can get an idea of you know when the next marathon might be, yeah. uh, whether that be Gold Coast next year perhaps, or 
Pete knows, you know, just 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 try and yeah. keep the base level of training and be ready when when those announcements come. So um, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, no, no plans sure. to come back to Melbourne anytime soon. <laughs> well, that's right. I, I think definitely, <laughs> even if I do base myself here, you can guarantee I'll be down there for cross country. So. Beautiful. Which is a huge effort, you know, and it that's is. off to you from, <laughs> a part, from a part of the club. Uh, you know, well done. That's that's a huge commitment to, to come down and compete in cross-country while in New South. So for, for many years, mate, I thought you were still living here, but I think I asked you one day and you said, no, 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 I'm up in New South. I said, well, what are you doing here? <laughs> you I can't say, get me away, I'll tell you. I have to say, thinking back to last year, my first year at the club, first year racing cross-country, few sore legs, very unconditioned to running and thinking, oh, do I really want to go out and do this race? Like, do I really want to go out? And then just thinking, well, look, if, if Matty Jay's driving down <laughs> from, yeah. from New South Wales, I reckon I can drive yeah. from Doncaster to Olympic Park or whatever it is, the 20-minute drive. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon I can make that big trek and, and just put the shoes on and get out there. So puts you, it into yeah. perspective. Yeah, it definitely puts it into perspective. Good motivation. Well, definitely good motivation. I'd say, uh, yeah, like, the, it, as I say, I've said it a few times today already, but it's, it's that family connection, you know, you really feel like you're welcomed in. Like, ho- hopefully you've gotten that um, last year and, and Boris. Oh, know, definitely, like, definitely. Yeah. And it's it's just great to see that the, the club's in a really good, healthy position, which I think, you know, a lot of it's probably down to the two of you and, and many others that have, you know, done time over the years in, in the um, in the committee, you know, um, that, that are driving these 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 feelings so mm, yeah, um, totally. yeah well on to, to both you boys and, and putting on this podcast too i think it's been really um, really, really healthy so thanks, uh, thanks maddie and um that probably puts us on to the the last point in the club's 50th so that'll yeah. be um that's next year maddie and um we're looking to to hold a 50th did you you're probably at the 45th or the 40th mate when did you i was at the 45th yeah yeah yep. yeah so five fond, years ago i don't memories. know where that went yeah, right. It's uh, time flies and you're having fun. So that's it. You, know, you can count me. You know, I'll be there if Great. Gone, So um, yeah, good. Well, we're looking with this COVID. It's all a bit up in the yeah. air. You sort of can't plan for sort of early to mid next year. I think if anything, it's going to be late in the year, and um, we'll keep everyone posted on that one. But um, be great to get you back and chew the fat and and, and have a beer together. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no. Long over to you, beer. That's for sure. <laughs> Indeed. Well, mate. Well, uh, I appreciate you coming on. It's been it's been great. You're always one to um to to get you on to talk about all things. Um, you've been a great clubman. Um, and um and your time over in college, it's been really good. So, we wish you all the best with your with your marathon and your new lease on life. I guess in that event. And yes. um and good luck, mate. All the best. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much again for having me on, boys. Really uh been on us. So yeah. Good on you. Love the work you're doing. Thanks for uh, jumping on so early with us as well. I mean, Nate wasn't too happy about it, but um... oh, I've come off a tiger's win, so I was a bit uh, <laughs> dusty, so to speak, early. So anyway, it's tiger thanks, time. thanks for taking the time out to have a chat to us and and go through your uh, your history. It's it's been great. All the best with all the marathons. Yeah, thank sure you. You've got a, a lot of time to take off, I reckon. Definitely. Yeah, fingers Fine. crossed. Now it was nice to take a bit of a trip down memory lane, and um, yeah, some fond memories there. So so thanks for um, helping me um, bring those out. So. No, good on you. Thanks, Matty J. Good on you, mate. There you have it. Great, uh, great, great podcast. And um, Matty J has been great to speak to today, Boris. 
That's right. Very good. Uh, I didn't think he would tell that story from the marathon. That's funny. Very honest of him. He's <laughs> honest, honest and, him and, and it, and it shows that, that, it shows that um, anything can happen in your first marathon. So, um, no, we thank him again That's for coming right. on. That's and, right. um, yeah, well, let's, um, we'll probably catch up shortly again in another couple of weeks for another episode, episode 15. That's right. Look, I don't know how they're uh, racking up so quickly. I didn't think we'd get up to 15 so quick, but here We've we are. We've been in lockdown a while, so that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Anyway, until the next one. That's it, mate. Well, uh, let's uh, speak soon and uh, go from there. Perfect. Cheers, Nate. Cheers, mate.